Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 131. Hey, Richers, I am Hayut, and I'm so happy to be here. Today we have a very special show about how the joint effect of professional content with the spread of social media changes the chances of any expert to gain wealth. We have four successful entrepreneurs that shared their path to success with us. A quote from Mark Schaefer. When I wrote my book, Known, it was about how creating an effective, powerful personal brand is really the only sustainable, competitive advantage we can have. I was addressing the question, could anybody become known? I thought about this book when I interviewed Phil Friedman. Phil decided to stop being frustrated as a university professor teaching philosophy and made a career shift, studied yacht design and basic structural and mechanical engineering. He then entered the marine industry as a yacht builder, boat and shipyard manager, small businesses and startups advisor, and yachting writer and editor. But the most exciting part of this story is how Phil managed to make this shift. I asked Phil which marketing or sales tool helped him most to establish his expertise and become a yacht and marine consultant. His answer was very clear. Phil Friedman, my interviewee, made a huge entrepreneurial shift, going from being a university professor teaching philosophy to a yacht builder, boat and shipyard manager, and yachting writer and editor. The tool that Phil have chosen to recommend, this tool enabled him to become an influencer and the leader of his market category, and actually that's what led to his success. Phil Friedman, Marine Industry Consultant. Phil Friedman has a long and varied background in the marine industry as a yacht builder, boat and shipyard manager, small business and startup advisor, and yachting writer and editor. As managing director of the Port Royal Group, he provides clients with the benefit of his intimate knowledge of yacht construction, major refit and repair, surveying, damage assessment, estimating, contract negotiation, and dispatch resolution. Phil was for several years a president and CEO of Palmer Johnson Yachts, during which time the company, under his supervision, developed, built, and fitted nearly two dozen luxury mega-yachts in the 30 to 60 meters range. During his multi-year tenure as senior editor of Power and Motor Yacht magazine, 
field tested and evaluated hundreds of yachts worldwide. He has published more than 1,200 articles on yacht design, construction, repair, and maintenance. And he's recently published an e-book, 10 Golden Rules for Successful New Build Projects, has received wide acclaim from industry professionals. Phil Friedman, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm so great, and I'm so happy that we are talking. I am as well. I want to ask you if you can recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing, or sales. However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. But I'm looking for something that really helped you to succeed, that really made it for you. Digital publishing. You know, on social media, on business networking platforms, on one's own website, on the websites of others, in an email and other direct digital campaigns. Digital publishing gives you, I believe, the opportunity to put your thoughts and samples of your prior work in front of a much greater audience of potential clients than would have been possible before. And I cannot overemphasize how important it's been in building my own business. By writing and putting information out, and I'm not just talking about content as, as a commodity. I'm talking about genuinely engaging with people across digital media uh, and through digital publishing. Uh, it, it, it greatly enhances your reach. I would like you to Tell us a bit more on that. What do you mean by publishing? I mean, um, okay, you can write in a magazine, but what else do you see as publishing? I think, but perhaps I'm wrong, that you're not talking about advertisement. You're talking about something else, isn't it? Yes, I'm talking about valuable content that provides information and advice and interest for people. I have, I've published probably... In print and in digital media, I've published over 1,200 feature articles. Wow. A couple of books, and I've written content for numerous websites, my own and the websites of others. I have an extensive library of articles on yachts, on yacht construction, on design and related subjects, business management, marine business management. I have extensive libraries on platforms such as LinkedIn, BB, Google+. In fact, if you want to find out more about me than I'd ever want anybody to know, you can simply, <laughs> you can simply Google Phil Friedman Yacht and you'll see yeah. all of the stuff or much of the stuff that I've written. You'll find links to much of the stuff. But what that's done for me is it's, it's put me in front of people and in contact with people where what I'm talking about is of value to them. And they're not hiring me, they're not paying for it, but it's of value. So they come, when they see me publish something, they will, they will read it. They will, they will read it, they'll share it, they'll pass it on. I believe that my own experience fits very closely with the ideal of what we like to call, in talking about digital media, we like to call engagement. I work at genuinely engaging with people. In, with regard to yachting and, and yachting-related topics. I think a lot of them, not all of them, of course, but 
Many entrepreneurs today understand more the power of content, but you talked about publishing that content, and I'm trying to understand what kind of tools or what should anyone that wants to publish their content and succeed with that should do. Well, the first thing you should do is stop thinking of content as something that fills up a page. Content should have value, independent value, For the reader about the subject in the field that you're trying to market a product or services. And it has to be written either by yourself if you're an expert in a field, or it has to be written by somebody who is an expert and experience in a field. And this is why, because it's not just the content that you publish, but what happens afterwards when people ask questions and when you answer them and when you engage with people who turn out to be prospective clients. You don't, you don't know who's a prospective client or who's not, really. But the point is, if you write something, let's say I write something about diesel engines for yachts. Yeah. And I could write that. And then if somebody asks a question, I can answer that. Sure. Too often, I've talked to other entrepreneurs or other business owners who believe that they want content. So they hire somebody to write something about diesel engines and they get a question. person who wrote it cannot answer the question because they don't have enough background. So you don't get the kind of engagement that you're looking for with an audience if you're not being authentic and genuine with what you're publishing. Hmm. And if you don't have the expertise to back it up. Like Phil, Angela Myers completely changed her professional direction when she realized how she could impact many people worldwide. Angela Myers has been listed as one of IBM's top 20 global influencers, named by Forbes as one of the top five education leaders to watch in 2017 and 2018, and is among Huffington Post's top 100 social media influencers. Angela founded the global movement Choose to Matter in 2014. The nonprofit organization grew out of the impassionate response to a TED talk she gave on the power of two simple words that went viral, You Matter. She is an author of nine books, including the highly acclaimed Genius Matters and Classroom Habitudes. Futurists, Innovator, educator, entrepreneur, change maker, Angela Meyer is on a mission to disrupt the status quo and to empower every individual to change their own world, if not the world around them, for the better. It is fair to say she leaves no room unchanged. Please join me in welcoming Angela Meyer's. Angela Myers, what a pleasure to have you here. Hey! Hi, the pleasure is mine. Welcome, welcome from Denver, Colorado. So yeah. <laughs> I'm so honored to be here. I am honored to have you here and I'm so happy you are here. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you, what are you doing and most passionate about today? <laughs> and where are you heading? And we're both smiling, I should tell our listeners, yeah. because they don't know, because we just talked about passion, or you just talked about passion yeah. the minute before yeah. we started uh, the recording. <laughs> 
So what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? So as long as I can remember, my passion and my mission was to educate. I'm a linguist, so the core root of the word educate means to lead out. And hmm. that's what people don't um, quite understand. They think education is putting information in when it is the complete opposite. It is seeing the gifts in front of you and help lead them out and move them to be contributed to the world. So it doesn't matter if I'm with five-year-olds, which is how I started my career, hmm. or I'm working with a Fortune 500 company. To be able to lead out the genius that exists within individuals and organizations is what my mission, what my, my mantra, what my, my whole essence is about, to educate, to lead out. Wow. And um, how did this education... Um... How did you start with that? And what was the journey? How did it come to what you're doing today? And what are you doing today? Because I loved learning since as long as I can remember. I was really good at it and very passionate about everything that I could get my hands on that had to do with how we learn, how the brain learns. So I actually went into neuroscience in medical wow. school. And putting myself through medical school, my entrepreneurial side, I worked four jobs to put myself through university. And all of those jobs had something to do with um, special communities and special needs students, from severe and profound autistic to emotionally disturbed to working with neonatals um, wow. that were addicted to drugs wow. and their mothers trying to get them back On a pathway of purpose um, it's what made me feel alive and it's what taught me what true passion was that as I said before it's not what you're good at because I was good at school and it's not what I love to do which is learning and I loved learning about the brain every single part of neuroscience I love but it wasn't what I was meant to do and mm -hmm. it is through as an entrepreneur that led me to becoming an educator and And so I quit medical school and I went back to college and I became a teacher and no one that I knew supported me because Whoa. at the time that I was going to school, it was, and it still is a really big deal at, to be in medical school and a really big sure. deal to sure. be the first woman in my family to go to college, the first woman in my family to pursue a pathway of medicine. And there's prestige in that. Not as much prestige, unfortunately, in being a teacher. So when I went back home and announced to everybody that I found my passion and that I found my calling and I'm going to quit medical school and be a teacher, <laughs> um, it was met with a lot of resistance. And I think that's where you know that it's true passion, because no matter what, no matter how much resistance and no matter how much uh, challenge, the act of not educating, the act of not being a teacher, was akin to not breathing. <laughs> so that's how I define passion. When you must do something and the thought of not doing it is like the thought of not breathing. And I guess you see yourself as a teacher today as well. However, yeah. how did you make the shift from being a teacher literally to educate people who are not uh, 
just sitting in class and uh, having exams. I did this TED talk where I'm trying to, you get seven, so the format of TED is you get 17 minutes to tell the world how you're going to change the world. Yeah. And I had this beautiful talk about social media all ready to go. And at the morning, the night before the talk, I watched all of these, my favorite, like top six TED Talks, and they're all like profound people. Um, and I, I started doubting myself. I, I started thinking like, mm. who am I? Like, I can't do this. I was bow out. Like, oh. I don't have anything worthy to say. And I thought, you know what? That is the problem with the world. The reason we don't contribute our fullest, fiercest genius to the world is because we don't think mm. we're enough. We don't think we matter. So the name of my talk was You Matter. And the simple thesis was, if people understood how much they mattered, how much they were needed, how much they were counted on, everything in the world changes. And so that's what it is, how these two simple words have changed the world. And watching it literally turn into a movement where the message of mattering has been shared I think our last analysis was 15 million times. Wow. The talks are hundreds of thousands of times. And the message of mattering is now a core part of 68,000 classrooms with almost a million kids using their genius to change the world. Hmm. And it all is because they believe in matter. That has become my most requested topic. I want to jump to another thing for a minute and ask you, Can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool yes. that related to customer focus or to marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking at the last shyness tool right. in the endless list. Absolutely. I'm looking for something yep. that really helps you succeed, really helps you make or accomplish yes. the assignments that you have done. to accomplish and really helps you in your daily life. So what's really funny and beautiful about that is I think we all suffer from the shiny new tool syndrome. Mm-hmm. And if I look at my journey in social media, my journey as an entrepreneur, I have basically used the same five tools since the beginning when I start, and they are my core. And so each serves a different purpose, and I think... understanding that the function of what you want to do has to lead, the purpose has to lead. So I think the two that are essential as an entrepreneur are Twitter. And I know that Twitter has gone through lots of iterations, but if I really want to know what people are saying, mm-hmm. then I need to be masterful at learning how to search the conversation. And hashtags were... absolutely revolutionary definitely because it allowed you to get into the community the real conversation and through Twitter lists and other things and it, it used to be really powerful and I think there's still some power in it but some of the most profound listening work that I did was in Twitter chats and when probably five years ago when they used to be pretty regular I think they're less and less and But I, I think they need to come back because they're effective. They're effective in finding um, what I would call on-the-ground influencers, not famous influencers, mm-hmm. but in, in the conversation. Um, I think they're 
incredible listening where I can start seeing, you know, what are the real questions coming up and, and how are people asking for help and what are they asking for help on and where are the themes in that? You have to be a true pattern detector and, you know, Sherlock level homes observer in those conversations and not jump in trying to sell a product or trying to get them <laughs> to notice your thing. So I think Twix got an abundance of possibility. And then I think on a different objective, I think the best way to connect with your customers, for them to get to know you as an entrepreneur, as a brand, the authentic you, not the surface you that that you have on your logo, but who you really are, there is nothing more disruptive than video. Hmm. And video evolving over and over and over. And I can do more in an hour of video, in a half an hour of video, than I could in 57,000 blocks because people can see through. You can't fake authentic. And that is what allows you to reach above. So if I look at Gary Vee, Hmm. one of the most successful entrepreneurs, the way that I think he disrupted is video is you may hate him or you may love him. And he, there's probably no in between with Gary Vee, <laughs> but it has a video. And, you know, one thing that you can say no matter how you feel is you get the real person in there. And so I, I think that is what has been successful for me is video. And I don't mean contrived videos. I mean video. They need to see you. They need to hear you. They need to feel like they know you. And you can rally so many people that way. And so with the integration of video on Facebook and with the integration of video on LinkedIn, it doesn't really matter where and in what place video serves I think that it is absolutely essential for every entrepreneur to have a video presence. Mm, I do agree with you. And I must say that I just lately started the Facebook yeah, Live yeah. and I find it even oh. much, much powerful than everything. everything else I've done with video before. Absolutely. Because being there live, but not only speaking on a stage, but being there live, interacting yep, with them exactly. on real time. And everything feels so close when you're just sitting and talking live. I love this uh, medium. Absolutely. Jeff Buas is one of the most famous success stories about taking advantage back in 2008 of the new worlds of content and social networks. Jeff Bullis. What a pleasure. I'm so happy to have you here. It's great to be here and um, look forward to having a chat. Jeff Bullis is a digital entrepreneur, marketing blogger, keynote speaker, digital strategist, consultant, and best-selling author. He works with companies and executives to grow their online personal brand businesses through social, digital, and marketing automation. And he gets over 5 million visitors to his blog per year. Jeff was listed on Forbes as one of the top 20 influencers of CMOs for 2017 and was ranked by Apollo as the number one global digital marketing influencer for 2016. 
just shared with our audience what you did until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing today and what are you most passionate about? Where are you heading? Um, my mission is actually to uh, educate and inspire people to win at business and life in a digital world. So that's what we are about. So it's very much about being global. It's about uh, helping people to understand the digital world and then also to create a life that they love um, in the digital world, whether it's creating a business or building a personal brand you know, within a corporation or on their own, um, and learn the power of actually creating on this social global web. Can you tell me a bit about the Jeff Bullis company? It's a company for many years, isn't it? Um, yes, I, it started as a passion project, so it really wasn't didn't, wasn't any big idea to be another Facebook or anything like that. It was just uh, started from reading David Meerman Scott's The New Rules of Marketing and PR in 2008, and he talked about the power of content to attract an audience, and uh, instead of having to go and chase them with outbound cold calling and other different tactics that have been around for decades. And I thought that sounded actually like a good idea because I've built businesses using cold calling, work for corporations using cold calling and other outbound tactics. And this is in the era when the you know, web really didn't exist. Uh, so um, then I came upon Tim Ferriss' four-hour work week, which talked about building a business in this digital world. And I went, okay, I like the idea. And then last piece of inspiration um, was uh, reading a blog post by HubSpot. And it said, if you have an inkling of what you want to write about or start a business on, start a blog. So I thought, what's a blog? So that's that yeah. was the inspiration. So I discovered a blog was just a place to actually create and share ideas with the world. And the topic uh, was inspired by my observation about what was happening uh, with social networks. Everyone was obsessed with Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram. And I went, wow, okay, there's something going on here. So my topic uh, that I started to create content around was social media and the tech world. And, and then mobile showed up. And so that's how JeffWillis.com started. But at the time, I was actually uh, unemployed. But a few weeks later, I got a job in a digital agency where we built e-commerce sites for companies. And um, so, but I continued to write and create and publish on my blog late at night initially. And then I got up at 4.30 a.m. for the next four years mm. um, before I started my day job and just created content and then shared it and then you know, hustled out to the global audience. That's how we really got started. When was it? When did you start your blog? I'm curious about that. We started in March 2009. So it. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's a while now, actually. So it's eight years. And uh, so what happened after starting and I worked for four years for this digital agency and uh, eventually I was going overseas, taking leave without pay. And I said, well, Jeff, you're not really interested in our business too much. We'll cut you down to three days a week and then two days a week. And Finally, about three and a half years ago, they said, well, Jeff, why don't you contract back to us, you know, a few hours a week and you can focus on your blog. And I went, oh, okay. So the passion project mm. had been tipped into a full-time business and uh, it's been growing ever since and we've been having fun. It doesn't feel like work. It's um, built up a virtual team and we have an editor, we have a marketing manager, we have copywriters, we have tech guy, we have a marketing automation person. So it's started just as a passion project that escaped the lab. 
Can you please tell us a bit about who are your customers today and how did you figure out who should they be or did it just happen? I wrote about what I loved and observed, so that was social media. And so a lot of the people, uh, my audience, were people that were of that same tribe. They were fascinated by social media and how you could use it to build a business or you know, build a personal brand, how you could actually get content to move. So they were some, I suppose, mum and dad bloggers, uh, mummy bloggers, uh, <laughs> entrepreneurs. <laughs> Uh, um, but some of the readers of my blog, in fact, I recently I was nominated um, as one of the top in 20 influencers for CMOs in the USA. So a lot well, of CMOs read my blog as well. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs read my blog. So it's, it's read by both corporations, digital agencies and entrepreneurs. Um, and that's, that's my target audience. But I, I really wrote about what I was really interested in. And I still do that today. So... Uh, now we have guest authors that uh, write write for us. Uh, they write about four blog posts a week, and I write one a week, which is normally an opinion piece or something that is more on the entrepreneurial, digital entrepreneurial space. So uh, I, I love writing. I discovered that I love you know wrangling words, and um, and I've become a better writer over the years after being quite average um, because I used to have the spelling police turn up and say, Jeff, you. Your English spelling is not very good or your grammar. The police also turned up and went, Jeff, your grammar is not very good. And I went, well, that's fine. Um, I have an audience. How's your blog going? And most of the time they wouldn't answer that. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that, that, that's where we are and that's how it happened. My last but certainly not least guest to talk about the huge opportunity of the ability to share content with the ability to spread it all over the globe due to the power of social media, is Michael Stelzner. Michael Stelzner established the most famous social media blog, Social Media Examiner, and the largest social media conference in the world, Social Media Marketing World, in San Diego, which I haven't missed for the last six years. Mike has a major effect on the habit of sharing content freely. And he is maybe the first person in our business and marketing world that understood the true power and the importance of social media. Michael Stelzner is the founder of Social Media Examiner, author of the books Launch and Writing White Papers and the man behind Social Media Marketing World the industry's largest conference. He is also host of the Social Media Marketing Podcast, founder of the Social Media Marketing Society, and host of the weekly Social Media Marketing Talk Show. Mike Stesner, wow, I waited for this conversation. So great to have you here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, and... I just shared your bio with our listeners. Can you tell me in very, very few words about your career and how did it all come together to, to this social media examiner and the social media marketing world? I started um, as a writer. And then in 2009, I did what I call my great experiment, where I was able to secure the website socialmediaexaminer.com for like $10. Hmm. <laughs> And, you know, from one of those website places, and I 
decided to reach out to some of my friends who were writers and encourage them to write for this movement that I was starting called Social Media Examiner. And in 2009, there were not a lot of websites that were giving away a lot of free information. And this thing just kind of took off. And in months, all of a sudden, I had a crazy successful blog on my hand. Mm -hmm. and, and then the rest is history, right? From that blog, we were able to launch online conference and then a physical conference and podcasts and live show and just all these things that we're doing today over eight years later. But it all started with me starting, you know, getting a domain and having the um, willingness to try an experiment that I knew might not work. Wow. I think one of the most incredible things was that I, in 2009, suddenly found something free that all the time sharing information and knowledge and giving and giving and giving. And I think you actually established it that way. Yeah, that's when I established it. I want to ask you if you remember, when was the point when you stopped chasing after customers and started to attract them? You know what? I never chased customers, um, believe wow. it or not. The reason yeah. I never chased customers, let me rephrase, okay? I've been a serial entrepreneur for, for 21 years, but with this company, I've never had to chase customers. Uh, with my other companies, I did, but never with this one. And the reason why is because I've learned that if you give and give and give, and you mentioned this earlier, that you found us a long time ago and we were providing so much value, you won't have to do very much for those people to want to become your customer. So we actually, yes, we try hard to persuade people to become customers, but we don't chase them. Instead, we try to understand that most people will never become customers. So we give them what they want, which is free, valuable content so that they help evangelize us. Because if they're willing to share our content, then they'll bring us other people of whom which we will find customers. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. But I want to, I must ask, when you just started Social Media Examiner and you just put out the, the content and it started to work by itself? It did. It was literally like an autopilot. <laughs> wow. Now, part of it was I was I was doing something that was rare at the time, okay? There wasn't a lot of people giving away really rich content for free. Everyone was selling their wisdom in a consultancy kind of a way, and I gave it all away for free. So I was very counter to the, the way things were. Nowadays, everybody gives everything away for free, but back then, nobody was doing that. So when I would provide information about how to use Twitter or Facebook, with a lot of depth, people would go crazy and they'd share with everyone because it's what they were craving and I gave it away for free. And I want to ask you about that. Now, you just said that nowadays everybody is giving everything for free. So what is the secret sauce for somebody that wants to stand out from the crowd today? What is the next move? Well, let me rephrase. Everyone is not truly giving away everything for free. I probably should have said many people are following this model. But I do believe that every one of us is distinctly unique from everyone else in the world. And we all have a unique voice. We all have a unique perspective. And even if you're in the most competitive industry, you can still provide value to your tribe and or community. So if you can understand what they want and you can give them what they want in a way that really gets them to know and like and trust you, there's no limit to the amounts of content that you can produce for them because we're in a very competitive space. But very few people do what we do because it's a lot of work to do what we do. <laughs> so I would say 
do it better than everyone else in your space and really understand that that is a form of marketing for your business. And if you can have a great podcast or a great blog or a great, you know, video, then you can use that as your unique differentiator. And then people will start to recommend you and ultimately start to purchase from you. Hmm. And, you know, there are so many factors that always uh, actually influence our successes. But I want to ask you, what is the one thing that really affected your success? What is your key success factor? I would have to say truly knowing who our audience is and giving them exactly what they want for free over and over and over again. You'll notice the theme we've been talking about today. Yeah. When you know exactly who you're trying to reach and you know exactly what they want and you can give it to them for free, that's a model that you can repeat every single day and it will never not work because when you know what they want and you know that you can give them what they want and you can do it for free, they will love you. And when they love you, then that's – they will give back or they will become a customer. You know, either one is fine. And not all of them will give back, but that's okay. You just need a few, right? We don't need that many. I think being a customer in a way is giving back. It's true. Yeah, it is. Today, when there are so many things to choose from, I think it's giving back. I would agree. Yes, for sure. And, um, and sometimes when people buy what you have, they may not be thinking that they're giving back. They might be actually thinking they're getting something even more valuable, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the hope is that they always are receiving more value than what they expect. Sure. Nobody is a customer unless they feel that they get a lot of value. That's for sure. And here, my dear listeners, with this discussion about the power, which is probably a must today, to give a lot of value in order to get value through listeners, fans, and customers, I would like to end today's show. I believe each and every one of you could find on this show your first clue or encouragement to find your way to use the joint power of sharing content by using social media and take the advantage that we can reach almost anyone on this globe today to use your unique expertise to get wealth. I look forward to meeting you in the next show next week at the same time. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.